Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silwan. Great to be with you on this Monday after Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Yesterday, we were all at home. It was warm. Thought I'd do a little light reading. Opened up the 600-plus page-long life of Mary, the mother of Jesus, the Theotokos, as we call her in our church. Now, Think back to what I just said at the beginning of that introduction. 600 pages. Where's all that information come from? Look through the New Testament. There ain't 600 pages worth of information on the life of Mary. Well, where does it come from? It comes from tradition. Now, that scares people. Tradition scares people, but it shouldn't. It's straight from the Bible itself. The Bible itself, the New Testament, the Apostle Paul himself talks to us about the importance of not just traditions, i.e. things passed down by word of mouth, by example, but by standing fast to them. From 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 15, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. Stand fast. And hold the traditions which ye have been taught. When I read this book, that's what it's all from. It's traditions of the church going back to the very first century. Stories, letters. No, granted, when it's tradition like this, some of it might not totally be true. But when you read it all, you get, in my opinion, a more complete picture. Paul probably thought the same thing. Now, tradition obviously must have been pretty important to Paul and his faith and his understanding of Jesus and his teachings because Paul did not meet Jesus until after the crucifixion, after the resurrection. He met him, he knew him, but he was not a direct witness to the acts before that. Everything in the New Testament up until Paul, you know, Median, which really came in Acts, you know, but so, you know, the Gospels, all of that stuff. Paul wasn't an actual witness to that. How did he learn it? Through tradition, through word of mouth. That's how he learned it. The Bible didn't exist then. Many of the letters hadn't been written yet, hadn't been disseminated. That became the New Testament. Where did he learn it from? He learned it from tradition. So don't be afraid of tradition. You want to question it. You want to ask where it comes from. You want to study it. You want to filter it, of course, through the Bible, through the New Testament, through the Old Testament. But you can't discount it. You you, you do that to your own peril. You discount tradition. You contradict Scripture. Stand fast. And hold the traditions which ye have been taught. Now, why am I bringing this up today? Well, hopefully you have already anticipated that. Because we're in the middle 
of our holiday season. We're in the middle of some of the greatest traditions our country and our families have coming together. What happens at these events? What's so great about getting together on Thanksgiving, getting together on Christmas? It's what's passed down. How many opportunities throughout the year are we with aunts and uncles and grandparents and cousins and our family? And we're just able to talk about us. You see, very little, if anything, that we see today on the internet and on TV is about us, is about our lives. You don't see yourself there. Your kids learn nothing about you and your family and what you believe. Watching TV, surfing the internet, talking to their friends. You know, there's a detachment. Where do you learn where your family came from, what your family believes, why they believe what they believe, what is important to them? You learn it through traditions. You learn it through word of mouth. Traditionally, that's, that's how we were first informed about life and faith and politics. And that is where Paul learned. Paul was not given a New Testament on the life of Christ. He learned it through word of mouth, through traditions from those around him. We do a bad job of that now. We do a bad job of passing down traditions. Think of how many families don't have frequent family meals, don't play games together. How many, how many kids, as soon as they can graduate from high school, they move away and they never spend time? You know, in a culture like that, what's being passed on? Well, not much except bad examples of family and tradition. How can we stand fast and hold traditions that are important to us if they're not taught? How can that happen? Now, I'm going to give you an example, something that we do, and why I think this is so important to people, whether we talk about it or not. We just completed our annual Christmas tree hunt the Friday after Thanksgiving, just a couple of days ago. At a place close to where we live in Indiana, Cruising Trees, a great family-run Christmas tree farm right outside their house. It's enormous. It's awesome. We went there the first year they did it at their house, and we've seen it grown over the years, and it's become our tradition. Last few years, added that tradition has been um, my sister-in-law's family coming, and we'll meet, we'll get the tree, we'll come back to our house. We talk. It's a tradition. Now, we got a great picture of my family in front of the tree we were about to cut down. It was great. My son Isaac had his dog with him. All the kids were looking forward. I think everybody had their eye open except my poor wife. But it was a great picture. Didn't really look at it until we got home because the, the, the worker there who was getting ready to cut down the trees, the one that took the picture, and I just kind of put my phone away. And I got home and I went through and man, he, he nailed one. Well, I put it up on Instagram. Now, I don't do a ton on Instagram. I don't have a huge Instagram account, but I have one. I occasionally put pictures of my travels, family, things like that. Very quickly, it became one of the most popular, if not the most popular picture I've ever put on Instagram. Now, why is that? Why, why was it liked by young and old? Why was it liked by people that I know are single and people that I know have big families? Why was it liked by people that I know don't believe in God and people that definitely believe in God? Why is that? Because we all crave the love and security of traditions. We all crave feeling like there's a foundation to our life, that we're not just here by chance. 
that we've come from something, that something led to this. There's things we believe in, that life matters, life is meaningful. And it's in the little things like that. And that's what we do every year, and our kids look forward to it. And every one of them was there, from Isaac, our oldest, to our, our, our littlest, all nine of them, all 11 of us in that picture, smiles on our faces, everybody looking forward to being there, getting the hot chocolate, the hot dogs, standing around, waiting for the tree. That's a tradition. That's the power of it. Paul understood the power of it. That's where you teach people what you believe and why you believe and what is important. You do it around the table. You do it on the holidays. You know, that's the danger of our world today. I'm really afraid you see things about how COVID has changed people's attitudes over what's acceptable socially. And you know, coming out of this, there are going to be people still wearing masks. There are going to be people limiting their contact because now all of a sudden they understand the danger of viruses. And it's going to continue to cut down on our contact and our ability to be one-on-one and with each other in person where these traditions get passed down. And if we don't do that, what happens? Where do we learn? Where do our traditions come from? Well, guess what? There are plenty of people who don't know you who are outside your family that would love to teach you, your family, your friends, new traditions. Tech lords, politicians, activists, plenty of people who control, and this isn't a conspiracy theory, it's true, you know. Most media's got a point of view. Most people in popular culture, singers, actors have a particular point of view tech companies and they all want you to believe their point of view it's not a conspiracy it's life heck I want to teach my children my point of view in a lot of ways that's no different except I know my children I love my children I care more about my kids than anybody that doesn't know them and you're in a competition and one of the best ways to win that competition is to create traditions, to fight for them, to make them important. Almost 30 of us came together on Thanksgiving. More of us will do that on Christmas. Heck, we'll have multiple of those come Christmas. No one's going to tell me not to. No one's going to take away my traditions. No one is going to take away the vehicles that I use to teach my kids where we came from the good, the bad, the mistakes that we've made, the good things that we've done, where they can go as kids. Who do you want the voice to be in the head of those you love? Do you want it to be your voice? Do you want it to be your tradition? Or do you want it to be some nameless person manipulating them with technology? Either way, left or right, center, I don't care. Everyone's trying to manipulate. What's going to be the voice in the head of those you love? The ones that all you care about is what's best for them. What's going to be the voice in their head? And how are you going to replace the voices in their head that shouldn't be there? The voices that tell them to be good consumers. You know, the, the, the voices that tell them just go along, do what we say. Is it going to be your voice or is it going to be Nothing just because you allow yourself to go through the day and lose your traditions, lose eating together, 
lose holiday gatherings, lose walks, lose game night, fight. You know, I think in some ways, 2020 has been a great year. You know why? It's a wake-up call of what we've lost. I truly believe that our reaction to all of this has primarily been because of what we lost. That our lack of community, our lack of traditions, our lack of getting together, our lack of focusing on what is important has allowed people to be manipulated, has allowed people to be run by fear. You know what's interesting throughout this? I'm a math major. I'm a statistics guy. I don't, I don't believe in conspiracy theories. You know, I might agree with what you say, but if you can't show me the data, I'm not going to, like, espouse it to people. And now, you know, nine months or so into COVID, we've got a lot of data. We've got a lot of data. Now, throughout this, I'd put up data, and if it contradicted what someone believed, you get all, like, this hate. And early on, you know, the data wasn't that great, and, and, and I would be the first to admit it. But, but lately, I found this group. And they compared the transmission rate of COVID straight from the CDC of states with mask mandates versus states with non-mask mandates. And they tracked it and they created a curve. You know what they found? That by the end of the curve, states that didn't have a mask mandate had a lower transmission rate than states that did. (laughs) And it's pure data. It's no opinion. It's just data and tracking it. Okay? Funny how something that crystal clear and purely data-driven, nobody really responded to. <laughs> it wasn't what they want to hear. So you got to be willing to hear what you don't want to hear to fight what you believe in, to be willing to change your mind if, if data changes. You know, if I had seen that and it wasn't that way, you know, if there was a huge difference, I, I, I would change my mind. I really would. I, I would change it on a dime. But that's not what the data says. That's not what the data shows. That's not the truth. Who's going to tell that to your kids? Who's going to tell that to your family? And it's not just on COVID. It's on a million other things that impact our lives. Traditions are important, and don't be afraid of them. You know, Christians can be the worst, by the way. Christians can be very narrow-minded. They can be afraid to look outside of verses and things that reinforce what they want to believe. I think sometimes... The idea of traditions can get lost. We can forget about it. Don't be that way. Stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught. Just like the Apostle Paul. You'll be better for it. Your family will be better for it. Your community will be better for it. We will all be better for it. So until next time, my friends, aim high. Spread your wings and keep your eyes on the things that matter, like traditions that have been passed down to you, that are important, that we can't let be lost. I am your host, Silouan. Until next time, peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.